Hello there, this is Daniel Hodge, and I play Darth Malak and Kendris in Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic series. This is the Old Republic Podcast. Be sure to check out their Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Podcast. This is the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler warning for the Knights of the Old Republic series, Star Wars, The Old Republic, and all other media. This is where the fun begins. All right, so I am uh, kind of sitting here at the at the desk, ready to podcast. I have my Darth Revan Sith holocron candle nearby. Nice. The the smell of like peppery peppermint, you know, is is in the air. Like it's a good Halloween to holiday candle, you know, it transitions. But we're not here yeah. to talk about candles, you know. We are here with uh. Ryan from Transcend Sabers, and we're very excited to talk with him. And how are you doing? Yeah. Hey guys, I'm doing great. How are, how are you guys doing? <laughs> ah, doing well. Yeah, we're doing awesome. Yeah, excited to have you on, um, and excited to learn a little bit more about what you have going on over at Transcend Sabers. You have the Instagram page, and it looks pretty impressive. So yeah, very excited to have you on. Yeah, yeah. man. Thanks. I'm super honored. This is probably my first podcast I've ever been on. So hope I do all right for you guys. Uh, you're doing great and it, it's going to be fun. Uh, all right. So what is your story? Uh, how did you get into Transcend Sabres? How did you get into fighting? Oh, where should I begin? Um, so I've been into like martial arts and fighting and stuff since I was a kid. Uh, it's probably video games and like uh, superhero stuff. That's probably... Uh, that's probably that's probably where I started doing it. Um, so there was that. Um, lots of lots of just like video game mocap that that inspired a lot of um, inspired a lot of uh, choreography and things like that. Just ideas. That's like where I got most of my ideas from. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know over time you take I've dabbled in martial arts like Muay Thai, Wushu, uh, Krav Maga you know, um, kickboxing, things of that nature. And so that definitely plays a role. And, um, and then what else, what else did we, and then there was a lot of, there was the parkour and free running phase, which is a lot of like flips and jumps oh, and yeah. running and climbing stuff. So while you don't see that necessarily directly in the movement with the sabers, you, you're seeing, well, actually I guess you do, cause I do do flips off of stuff in, in, in this profile or in the, in the, um, some of these clips. Uh, so that does play a role. Like I wanted to basically one of the things that appealed to me about like the whole Jedi thing and lightsabers and things like that was like, you've got, you know, magical space wizards that can jump and do flips and move stuff with their minds. And they, like I said, have laser swords, uh, which is, you know, which are lightsabers, which is pretty cool. Um, so I just was like, how do I become that? And basically over time through various interests, you know, this was sort of like a side hobby and uh, I've trained that way for, you know, a fair amount of time. And it uh, eventually became something that I was able to do. I was definitely one of the weirdest people in the gym when I was like, 
oh, you know, I can already do like a front flip off of this ledge. How do I do it with a glowing white stick? You know, <laughs> um, and as, as you can imagine, that comes with some, you know, uh, risks as well. And, yeah. and like I have some t- tutorials on my uh, on the Instagram page that actually talk specifically like what to think about if you want to try doing it. And I'm also very cognizant, like not everybody, you know, in the Star Wars community and lightsaber community is a athletic or b capable flips so i really try to like keep it as simple as possible and start at the ground level mm-hmm. um, and focus on like i mean the safety first right uh like little things like you have to keep in mind like keeping the blade away from your face like i do if you look at the flips that i do a lot of the stuff i do is backhanded because it keeps the blade out of the way and it's not just yeah. so that when i'm flipping i don't kick i don't hit it in my face but like if your blade is if you, if you have the normal forehand grip and the blade is out in front of like your arm and wrist and pointing away from you, if you, if it bumps a mat or anything and it comes back, hits your face, could hit your eye. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. So especially when you're testing out something like that, I make sure to do backhand anyway. So these are all the little things that I take into account, like that you probably aren't thinking about when you're looking at some of these clips. Um, and yeah, I do definitely. spend, a, I, do, I do spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, and again, so how do I get there? Yeah. Just, something I've kind of always wanted to do. And it's funny because I didn't actually get in the lightsaber community until I started working a corporate job. And I would just like get off work and just like look at lightsabers. And, um, you know, how, why I started choreographing the way that I did was, uh, you know, I know different strokes for different folks in terms of um, Star Wars and the content, you know, you've got your prequel fans, you've got your OT fans, you've got your sequel fans. Um, I, I, I will admit I am, in the in the first two fans um first two category fans i'm not a huge fan of the sequels uh and as a result i was like i'm pretty sure we can do something something that i would have wanted to see more of like i love the prequel like the reason to me the redeeming quality of the prequels is the lightsaber battles um so i wanted to like do that in real life with no wires one of the issues i had with the sequel trilogy was i would i claim to be the overuse of wires so that was that was my issue with that but um so we were able to do that more or less um yeah we were able to uh you know i've been training without wires to do stuff without wires for a long time so it was just like how do we translate that into um very short form content and then film it you know so that's a very long answer to your questions but uh (laughs) hope that sufficed yeah that's that's awesome so so i love it so you uh you're into martial arts and you decide you want to do um you know incorporate some of like this lightsaber fighting into it now i have a couple of lightsabers you know i have like the hasbro one and i've got a couple Mm -hmm. from galaxy's edge but i definitely couldn't do what you do on your instagram with those so if someone wanted to you know get into doing it more seriously what are you know, what are kind of some suggestions, maybe uh, where to look, you know, for equipment or, uh, you know, groups or you know, things like that, maybe for someone who uh, wants to, you know, pursue a little bit more seriously into uh, this uh, Star Wars dueling? Yeah. So uh, with regards to if you want to do like kind of like what I did, so you don't actually need necessarily dual worthy sabers. That's a huge thing in like forums. They're like very big into I want this, this, and this, and I want it to be dual worthy. And that makes sense. If your goal is to run around and smack other people's lightsabers or smack other people, 
um, you know, please do this safely, folks. Um, it ought to be, you know, you wanted something durable. And obviously, I also want something durable. Um, but I have different reasons for, say, the, the blade thickness. Um, if I'm doing a certain movement, I want to, that I'm, I might want like a heavier, thicker blade, um, like a Saberforge V4. I believe they're still called V4. It's been a while since I've looked at their site, but um, it's like a thicker dueling blade, um, depending on the length, you know, what I'm trying to do. So if, if they're trying to do flips, I recommend going shorter. I know it's not, uh, it's not canon, but if you're learning how to do stuff with lightsabers and you can mm -hmm. change the length of the blade and if, especially with like a staff or something like that i say just and, and especially if you don't want to you know destroy a hundred dollars two hundred dollars three hundred dollar flashlight you know start with the cheapest hilt you can and then the one of the shortest blades that you can uh if you're feeling ready to move and do basic acrobatics with sabers is start relatively small and cheap um and as you gain in confidence go up of course, the other thing that I would recommend is before you do any flip uh, with any or any acrobatic, even if it's a cartwheel, make sure you can do it without the lightsaber first. Because <laughs> if you just run in there and you get something and you hold it in your hand and you and you and, you, and it's expensive, you might have it in your hand and like do it in the lawn and you're like, I did it, and like, okay, but then you know maybe it gets muddy and it slips out of your hand or hits you in the face. Just like there's little things that you got to do. You want to be right. confident, comfortable, clean in your movement. Um, and you, yeah, and you want to make sure that you're doing it as safely as you can. Um, some of the, some people have expressed concern, like, oh man, you're doing, what you're doing is so dangerous. What they don't see is like the constant repetitions. Like there's one, the old Republic trailer that, uh, that I did, it was sort of like, a we meant to do, a, a heavier sort of, um, edited version of that. Um, uh, we wanted to make it tighter to the, uh, deceived trailer. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in the right podcast. Uh, yeah. That so those those were like the those were like the huge inspiration for me to be like, hey, you know, I want to make I want to bring that out into real life, and I think it's possible. So I did. Um, me and a, a group of like five or six guys um, decided to do that, and we happened to I happened to work at a parkour gym briefly for a time. You know, the owner, and I was like, hey, can I just borrow the back end of this gym so I can do this whole project luckily he was very um open to that and um so we did that no problem but people think that i'm I, you know what i'm doing is so super dangerous i'm like you haven't seen the half of the stuff that <laughs> and, right, I, sure. and that was to a and that was to a mat you know and, and that's this is actually i would say the, the the star wars lightsaber stuff like doing flips with props is probably like the tail end of my acrobatic and and movement career um like I'd been training for like eight years before that, like without mm -hmm. stuff. So it's like, okay, well, adding the stuff is whatever. So if you can't do a front flip off of a, a basically the height of a rooftop with a lightsaber, don't be discouraged, you know, do it on the ground, like do it in the gym, try to get open gym, do it onto a mat, then to like a, a very squishy mat and you can move to a thinner mat and then you can move to the floor. And then when you're comfortable on the floor, maybe, maybe you can do it like outside into sand or grass and then you can move up from there but make sure you have the fundamentals before you throw props in and please. Um, that's my PSA for the day. Yeah. One question I have is like, when you have a lightsaber hilt, is that like metal or is it foam or can you kind of switch them? 
Um, I don't touch foam. Um, I'm, you know, doing it the, uh, I guess the old fashioned way. I don't know. Um, I'm using aluminum, usually the aircraft grade, um, shoot lightsaber nerds are mad at me now. Uh, aircraft aluminum. I can't remember the number, but, um, like the standard, like a lot of them are, are like aluminum and, uh, plastic is the, is it's like a thick and thick walled plastic is like the blade. Um, hmm. those are my, those are my go-tos. I just, I just more comfortable with them at this point, you know? Um, yeah. Let my, my inner child come out. And so I just haven't even thought to use foam. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's ever a time when I used foam swords when doing, I know I'm, I pretty much went hard the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, it looks so, like you're living the dream, though, you know? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I think, yeah, like, no. every Star Wars fan goes through a lightsaber fighting phase, you know? Uh, I grew up mm-hmm. with the, the Qui-Gon hilt, the yeah. Anakin Same. Skywalker uh, from Attack of the Clones hilt. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of, like, based on the Graflex uh, camera, it's an interesting kind of saber. Once you kind of learn it, it's like, ooh, I'm going to do this one for the rest of my life, you know? And then I I had the Yoda one from uh, Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith. I think I I wound up with a Mace Windu one at some point because I'm like, purple, it's going to (laughs) happen. It's purple, yeah. It finally did, you know? And yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, what what sabers did you have, uh, Brian? Uh, yeah, so I think I think the fr- the first ones I ever had were, um, yeah, I think same as you. I had like that Qui Gon one that had like the super hard plastic that extended out, and I had like a cheaper like Obi Wan uh, Kenobi one, the Padawan one from Episode One, and those were really the only ones that I had until recently. And now I have uh, a whole bunch of you know the the Hasbro ones and a couple that I had gotten from uh galaxy's edge and uh shop disney now so so that collection's gotten pretty good but uh those are more just for the for the hilts uh i don't have them with the the blades in uh for the most part so yeah but yeah the uh when i went when i went to galaxy's edge that was that was the uh the legacy hilt that i got was the obi-wan kenobi padawan one because that one's always been my favorite yeah, nice. um, yeah i haven't been i haven't been to galaxy's edge yet it's it's pretty fun, you know. Uh, yeah, I I'd recommend it. Uh, and I'm team cool. green milk over blue milk always. But oh, okay. Uh, okay. here's a hack: if you want to try them both, you just tell them, "Can I get half and half, like green and blue?" And you, so you don't <laughs> have to buy two, one oh, okay. of uh, green milk and one of blue milk. And then I did try the hot chocolate there, and because I'm like I'm a hot chocolate like person it's part of my identity i guess but like super fan <laughs> yeah and right. it was pretty good too but get the ronto wrap that's that's the food item to get if if you go so we noted all right so we're getting we're getting some insider tips here okay yeah such <laughs> an insider know. not not really um, <laughs> more than me you're more, more insider than me yeah that's right so so i guess then ryan um yeah 
what yeah. what kind of what kind of are your favorite hilts or your favorite styles of hilt to use? Um, kind of just just generally within like Star Wars fandom, but then into what you do with uh, transcend sabers. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Because uh, there's like the aesthetic. So I was thinking about what you said with the um, how you, you you said you have some hilts that you don't have blades in, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I I've got uh, there. Well, when I had them out and displayed like i i wanted to do that i wanted to have them not um with a blade in but i just couldn't help it because if i'm looking at a lightsaber i'm gonna want to pick it up and spin. <laughs> right sure. that's just kind of how how i am at this point but um I, i've always been a sucker for windows i know not everybody is but uh you guys are familiar with what i'm talking about with the anatomy of the lightsaber uh no the emitter window okay all right great because there's know, huh? so there's like a whole so there are like, there's like whole forums where people just talk about their, their just lightsabers. I mean, it's, it's where I've kind of low key lived. And one of the things that made me think, you know, there's a community for this and like that. And like the, the sharp uptick in viewership when I posted the, uh, the old Republic deceived trailer. Um, and when I posted the, um, the, uh, my, my sort of fan film uh, Omen, uh, which is a, a old Republic fan film on uh, based on Arkin and Texan. And technically, mm. I mean, it is a fan film, it's not canon, obviously, um, but technically it could fit in the, uh, the sacrifice trailer. So um, feel free to check that one out. It's also on the Instagram page, Transcend Sabres. Um, uh, but uh, as far as the hilts that I, I, I'm sucker for emitter windows, I dig emitter windows and I like claws different kinds of um, things that the claws are basically things that usually screw in and, and hang and like go up. For example, uh, I'm thinking of Count Dooku is a claw has a, has a claw on the end of the, mm-hmm. the, the claw that goes off the end of the emitter, which is in the emitter is where the blade comes out. Um, and the pommel be, is like the thing at the back. That like is, comes from the French. It means apple. So I guess. That, yeah. Yes. That yes. I yeah. did a little bit yeah. of fencing. Uh, I need to get back into that. It, it's probably the safest nice. sport you can do during Corona. You're covered and your face has a mask, <laughs> you know, so your whole yeah. body You're forced covered. to be so far away. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it sounds like you are kind of, yeah, living the dream. Uh, are you currently a stunt person or have an aspirations to be a stunt person? You know, I've gone back and forth on that a lot. I think, um, you know, I've been training parkour and free running now. I think I did it for 10 to 12 years. Um, you know, and, and I always dabble in stunts, you know, like certain like bag falls, like, mm-hmm. not like official, like not, I haven't gone down to LA, done workshops, but like, I've definitely hung out with guys that came in through the parkour gym that were stunt guys or were training to be stunt guys. And sometimes I'd help them. Sometimes they'd show me stuff and, it was a great, that was such a great community. Obviously COVID shut everything down, especially things in person like that gym. But, uh, um, it was, it was a good spot. And, um, have I considered being a stunt person? It's like, yes. Do I want to be a stunt person? The answer is I not quite sure, especially in this new world. I'm not sure. I just don't know. I, I haven't really put too much thought into it. Um, I think the biggest issue for me with the stunt thing is stability. It's just like, or mm-hmm. something for the next job whereas i right. love I, like the couple of like the projects like when i do it on my own time 
I know what's going on. I know where we're going. I know where we're shooting. I know everything. And then I, we just go and we execute. I just get a, a couple of people and then we execute. Whereas yeah. like, yeah, obviously being a stunt would be great because you get out there and you get exposed and you get paid. Yes. But there's a lot that you, and I admire a lot of stuntmen for this and just performers in general. Like they, they give up a lot to go and, and do that stuff. And yeah. So, and you hope I'm kind of on the fence. safe conditions too. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Or at least in, in my case, if you're talking to me, uh, if, if there aren't safe conditions that the uh, athlete or performer can navigate those conditions competently. Yeah. Uh, my brother actually, he was a, uh, it's so funny you mentioned this, but he was a uh, circus, uh, he worked for Cirque du Soleil briefly for, he had mm. a few month contract with Cirque du Soleil for a while. It's just funny that like, I also happen to be flipping off of stuff and uh, it just, I don't know if it runs in the family or what, but he's the closest thing anyone in our family has to being a stunt performer. Yeah. yeah there's stuff to think <laughs> about. Like, I definitely do think that stunt people deserve more recognition, especially in like a CGI yeah. world. They still mm -hmm. do yeah. uh, so much. And I, I honestly think there should be a, the best stunt cast or best stunt uh, kind of like Agreed. category I, I do. In, I, the, in the Oscars. I fully agree. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I wonder why, too. I wonder, I mean, I can't imagine it's, I can't imagine, I just wonder what the barriers are for that. Like, yeah. why, why not, you know? Yeah, I, um, you I, I could, don't know. I mean, you could do biggest stunt. You could do all sorts of stuff with that. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I know I'm fully on board with that. If if I can put in a click like on what you just said, I would do that. So would you say it's kind of like the lightsaber fights that drew you to Star Wars the most? Uh, which ones or was it lightsaber fights? Oh, I just mean like what draws you to Star Wars? Was it like the lightsaber fights like across the, the yeah. films? Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident now and I'm trying to think back. Yeah, it was probably it was probably just the, the lightsaber fights, but also that there were flips involved. Like if you remember, I'm trying to think back to Duel of the original Fates. trilogy. Duel of the Fates, of course. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was like, because I'm 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 a big practical effects person. Like I really like like classical Jackie Chan stuff. So yeah, Jackie Chan's wire uh, wireless stunt work is really. Um, was a huge factor and there's also a, an individual named David Bell who um, the internet basically accepts as the founder of uh, parkour uh, and if you watch you know old like one of the oldest movies called uh, uh, District B13 uh, has him starring in it and he's basically like a modern French version of Jackie Chan with bigger jumps less fighting more mm. of a running away stunts work but uh, yeah, so he's he's a huge influence as well. But um, as far as like the lightsaber fights that I'm, I'm thinking as a kid, like the thing that got me as a kid playing, you know, playing with sticks and fighting people on those play structures would probably have been mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, I'm thinking specifically um, Vader versus Luke, where he like, I remember he does, I can't remember, is it a front flip or a back flip? And then they reverse it and it makes it look like he did something twice the height that you would normally be able to. And as a kid, I totally was like, whoa, that's amazing. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I went and grew up and decided to start training. How do I do crazy flips like that? Um, mm. Yeah. Turns out it, it, you know, it is possible mostly um, in many ways, in many respects. 
Uh, and then you get to like, say, and then the, obviously the other big one, like I think you mentioned before was um, Revenge of the Sith, which is like a, you know, an epic, like epic lightsaber battle. Yeah. Um, and to me, like I'm a kind of person where, and you see it too in the comment section for some of the uh, Old Republic stuff, you know, people are like, well, that's not realistic fighting. I'm like, yeah, okay, understandable, but we are talking about space wizards that can move stuff with their minds and fly with laser swords. <laughs> and it's a movie, oh, right. you know? And it's a movie, so. it's a space And also, movie and guess what's not realistic in a lightsaber fight? The lightsabers, you know? <laughs> None of it's gonna be realistic. No, I'm there for the, I'm there for the, uh, for the, the flare, you know, I'm there for the, that's, and I love that's right, that my other justification, cause I get a lot of, oh, you're spinning it too much. It's like, well, okay, to each their own. Um, that's fine. You're allowed to think that I don't obviously, because you'll see my entire profile is me spinning lightsabers in different ways, in different configurations. So um, people seem to like it. So um, I'm going to keep doing it. But uh, yeah. one of the things that I love, the, particularly the Revenge of the Sith style fighting is like the flurries are, in my opinion, justified in a way mm -hmm. because it's almost as though, like I'm imag my imagination is these are two characters that have a psychic basic, I mean, basically psychic abilities more or less where you can see things just before they happen and there's some mind reading that can happen as well. And you're looking at, in case of Revenge of the Sith, two very um, experienced adversaries and they mm -hmm. are right in front of each other. They're fighting. So what we are seeing as the viewer is the sabers, you know, moving magically across the screen up and down. But like, we obviously don't know what it's like to experience a Jedi lightsaber fight as a Jedi in that universe because none of us are. But uh, to me, it's justified because it's you, you can basically be a, like like imagine it's the Jedi predicting the next move of his adversary, and then and that's so that would be the justification for why they maybe maybe there isn't always a contact point in front, or maybe why there is a behind the back spin, or you can make all you can make up all sorts of stuff in your head, you know, like oh he's building up charge or something, and that's kind of what you see me do when I do that spin before I do like the ground slam. I've got like mm -hmm. three or four different edits of that where I went to different visual uh, effects artists and then one did like an exploding earthquake, which is like super cool. Like he went all in and like, like it's a gym floor, but they, he went in and, and cut it up into blocks and bricks. And like, he literally has it, he went frame by frame and had it explode as like bricks. And I was like, that is unreal, dude. So I was really appreciative of that. I got another yeah. guy who made it like a, a dust cloud and like a forced dust cloud and like pushed everybody away. So there's like, I don't know. I, I, I love the fanfare of that spin because it's like, oh, I can charge up the move and then bam, and then it, everybody flies away. So I love yeah. the spinning types. Yeah. And I forgot what your question was, but that, again, was <laughs> probably way too long of an answer for that. <laughs> no, um, no, definitely. That's, that's, that's very awesome. And yeah, I love all the extra... Uh, kind of stuff you get with the with the uh, Star Wars fights, but I guess more uh, more grounded, uh, you know, kind of uh, combat styles and and duels and things. Are there any outside of Star Wars that you that you really like um, in terms of like uh, sword fighting or uh, you know sword fighting or yeah anything like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, so where I draw some a bunch of my inspiration from from the real world and that I bring into lightsaber fights is like a lot of like wushu inspired movements, um, and you can see that in the in oh, the old Republic guys are mad at me. I can't remember the name of the trailer, but it's old Republic trailer. It's the one where oh, I don't even is it Vinzalo? No, there's a guy with the horns. I can't remember. This guy with the horns and oh, it's like he says, it, "Welcome home." Um, yes, that one. Yeah. Yes, the one with the guy in the cowboy hat. Homecoming. Anyway, the uh, I homecoming. I think. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. Um, what was the question again? Oh, you'll notice um, the lead Jedi. I think he has the horns on him. That was actually my yeah. inspiration for the uh, for the costume because I basically wanted a. Because I, I knew it was going on Instagram, so I knew it didn't need to be. Also, if you're doing flips and anything, but that's not a shirt, it's like, yeah, that that, that adds difficulty to it for, for what I believe to be no reason. So I basically found like a cheap sort of 3D printed shirt with like armor on it and bought it. And then some like relatively cheap 3D printed like leggings that look like they have cyber armor on it. And I tried to get the colors to match as much as I could. And I tried to make it look kind of like what an old Republic Jedi would look like when I did the yeah. Steve trailer. And mm -hmm. it's based on yeah. the homecoming Jedi there. At any rate, um, you'll notice that that character. It's actually return. So. Oh, it's return. Okay. Return. Yeah. Because okay. they're returning to the Sith home world, the, the Sith antagonists, including uh, That's Darth right. Bandon. Right. So. That's right. Um, but the Jedi in that one does some like very wushu inspired movements. And I think Venzalo does also in the Deceived trailer. Like, and, and of course, these are obviously based on actors that are doing mocap, you know, in a studio. But I can, I can see what I love about my movement history is that I, I can look at certain movements and I can sort of pull like, okay, that's a, this kind of inspiration movement. That looks like a Muay Thai setup or, you know, um, just little things like that, that I can kind of see in terms of movement. Um, but yeah, so I, I pull from Wushu and, and I love adding, um, like kind of a Wushu flair and, and it's not a huge one. Like I'm clearly not, if you look at my profile, I'm clearly not like Wushu Kung Fu trained, like formally, like I, I, I definitely am a dabbler. I definitely watch YouTube videos and I take an element mm -hmm. and I try to implement it into a flow. And the other, the other thing that I really love about sort of what I do with that page is that I don't um, and some of them I have choreographed like there's one where I did like a I was in a Arkin and I did one in a, an effects in cosplay and then I was and then I did it to like the sacrifice trailer theme or whatever and uh, mm -hmm. that one I choreographed but most of my flows I do not choreograph most of them are improvisational and I try to think of a theme or a movement element and I try to integrate it. And then I'm just sitting there in the backyard for like 10, maybe 20 minutes and just like play with it. And then I look at it afterward when I feel like it. And I try to like, try to see if I achieved some kind of a, a integration into a, into a fluid flow. And the more fluid the flow is, the better likely it's going to end up on that Instagram page. But um, yeah. Yeah. So Wushu would be the answer to that one. Like Kung Fu Wushu. Um, and like a lot of the anything you see weapons wise with kung fu and wushu, like that's that's mm -hmm. sort of my go to for. If I don't have an idea, I like I try to look at a martial artist who's done something before, and I try to integrate it into a flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. 
I mean, I think I'm coming more from like a fencing perspective. I guess I'm just kind of like, I don't know, like a fencing nerd. Well, so. fencing. Well, fencing is much more practical than anything I do. Like, if you think about actually trying to get somebody, like, and the principles yeah. that you learn in fencing, I've literally taken like three fencing courses, so I'm not an expert by any means. But uh, <laughs> even just, but already it's like. Like, I mean, we did, I'm trying to think like the, the formative drill I remember from my fencing first fencing class was a, a like, you know, how, you know, you're in a lunge all day, like how, how sore your thighs get. Yeah. People don't realize off. just like physically putting oh. on the uniform Dude. like and standing around <laughs> is exercise enough sometimes. Um, and just like the lunges, like it really is, is good oh. on your legs and. Oh, man. It's a good Absolutely. workout, you know? Um, but yeah. I think, like, for me, like, the fight to beat all movie fights is, uh, it's from The Adventures of Robin Hood, the 1938 uh, Errol Flynn film. It's Robin Hood and, uh, is it Basil or Basil? I think it's Basil Rathbone as the guy of Gisborne. And I don't know, like, this is before CGI, you know, so... It's just like, mm -hmm. if you watch this fight, like what I like is like, it looks like it's two people fighting and it's hard and like yep. they're trying to kill each other. I just think it's so good. So right. that's, that's my favorite duel outside of Star Wars. What about you, Brian? Oh, um, wow. My favorite duel outside of Star Wars. Well, I, I kind of liked the one in Raiders of the Lost Ark where, you know, all of the uh, guys come and pull swords and, and he just, you know, pulls out a gun and, <laughs> and shoots them because he can't be bothered. So that one's pretty good. Um, I actually, I really like the one in the Princess Bride because that's also very practical yeah, and kind of like this uh, this uh, this uh, throwback, you know, to the to the old like swashbuckling films. And oh, you yeah. have uh, yep. uh, Carrie Elways and um, uh, uh, Manny Patinkin. Uh, so that that one's really cool and I like it. It's, it's kind of playful, yeah. but yeah, it's it's still, you know, practical and they're doing it all themselves yeah. which i thought was pretty great yeah, yeah. it's funny because i remember when the hunger games movie came out like every so many people uh especially uh young women when i was going to college were were taking archery classes and i kind of mm -hmm. wonder like if like pirates of the caribbean would have come out a little bit later if more people would have gotten into fencing you know but yeah, you know, stuff to wonder about but yeah. yeah, always a wonder. Yeah, but my favorite duel for sure in Star Wars is Anakin versus Obi-Wan, kind of like you, Ryan. Uh, oh, yeah. I just think it's like Matthew Stover kind of like in his book, it's like these two people are in some ways closer than Anakin and Padme. Like they know each other, like they're, they believe in each other, they're broken by each other, and like when they're fighting, like, it's not good versus evil. It's just Anakin versus Obi-Wan. And, like, I just think it's mm -hmm. such a well-done fight. The stakes are there. Mustafar is, like, such a good backdrop. So that's mine. But uh, what about what about you, Brian? Um, so I don't know. I, I like I like them all because on on different levels, they're all impactful. Um, I guess I guess probably the Duel of the Fates, I guess, is is probably the kind of the the big over the top one that that you know made everyone fall in love with what uh, lightsaber fighting could be in a in a Star Wars film. Um, you know, just kind of the expanse of it. Um, so I guess kind of that one. Um, 
but I, I like some of the um, kind of the more emotional uh, fights. So yeah, so the tail end of like the um, Obi Wan Anakin fight, uh, you know, Luke versus Vader. Um, I really like the lightsaber fights in the uh, sequel trilogy um, between Rey and uh, Kylo Ren. So uh, yeah, I like I like kind of the more emotionally driven parts, but I guess if I had to pick just one, it's probably Luke versus Vader in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, way to make us feel guilty, Brian, but that's <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 just, just from, just from pure spectacle. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to take the ones from yeah. you know, the, uh, the prequel trilogy for, for sure. Just, just from a, uh, like I said, from a pure spectacle standpoint. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ryan, uh, how would you describe, like, if you had to, like, give, like, a sentence, like, thesis statement, like, for the prequel, original, and sequel trilogy, like, how would you describe the fighting styles of each trilogy? Oh, jeez. Sentence for each, each, like, trifecta, each trilogy? Yeah, you didn't realize this, um, but you're in for homework today, so... <laughs> well, it's yeah. it's more like a pop quiz than than pop homework. Quiz. I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. I'll I'll be nicer than Cassia. You don't have to limit it to to a sentence. But yeah, just oh, okay. just a little bit, kind of a, about each one. Uh, just uh, if, yeah, if if you have any like takeaways on this on the styles, yeah, right. I, I'm yeah, a little yeah. long winded. I got you. Um, <laughs> I'll, I, I can take it. Um, shoot, but and I, and I will take this challenge. I'll try to make it as short as I can. But like prequel trilogy saber fighting. Uh, it's it's just the the most flurious I don't even know if it's a word flurious and uh, impactful uh, vision of what you know the Jedi are capable of that that's it's like their peak basically either that or maybe I don't know uh, over public stuff like that's that's another huge like oftentimes people don't when they're Star Wars fans are not always talking about old republic but in my mind like obviously i made a bunch of stuff about it so for me it's uh i believe old republic stuff is important but um then you get to the um and then, uh, i mean the original trilogy uh fighting style grounds like the, it's, it's like the bedrock of everything that came from it that, i mean it, it's the foundation for what we know and what it's, it's the foundation for what everybody can expect from a lightsaber fight or what it ought to be. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's that, there's the slow, the gravitas of, of Empire Strikes Back one. And then obviously, and I do believe that the original, uh, A New Hope one, you know, was, it was limited by its time, definitely. Uh, and I believe, I think George Lucas was bonded about that too, but maybe he did want it that way. But uh, I know it must have been a pain in the butt to like try to figure out how to make that work back back then. Mm-hmm. And if you and I, there's I can't remember who it is, but they'd like some stunt guys like redid the OG style lightsaber fight between Obi Wan and, and Vader uh, from A New Hope, and they kind of like inserted stunt guys in there and they interlaced footage of like a super epic version of that fight. Which I, hmm. I like, I definitely like, but there is something about the simplicity and the and the and the cadence and the pausing 
that comes from you know Alec Guinness and uh, and Vader as a character that matters. Mm-hmm. That was way longer than a sentence. Uh, <laughs> working on. It. Uh, and then we get to the sequel trilogies. I think the sequel trilogies are a victim, in my opinion, of just of just what corporation of like what corporate Disney believed that people wanted. But I don't believe that it hit, it didn't hit me in this in the in my uh, in my lightsaber wielding soul. That was something that particularly and I and I hate to be one of those people, but particularly that killed me in the Last Jedi was that if you actually look back, there was no saber on saber contact. Uh, in that film, uh, at all, which was like, man. Except maybe no, wait, that might be a lie because I think there was one in the throne room scene when it was between. Technically, Ray, Luke, and wrong? Ben in the uh, flashback sequence, they they lock sabers. Okay, okay. So technically, yes. Okay, I got you. I got you. I mean. But I, as far as like a FICO, full-on FICO, like, yeah, technically I don't think they did. But so that, that did leave me, I mean, and it wouldn't be even that hard to go back nowadays. I mean, with Disney's budget, you could literally go back and like, I don't know, put one in. <laughs> Not that they would, but as a, as, a, as a Sabre guy, like I would obviously prefer it um, with how much incredible talent that we have now. Um, I also believe that Alan, Adam Driver was underutilized in the last one. Because I believe that he, I, because I, I believe he was a marine. Is that correct? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he he was a he was a fit guy. Like he he was definitely like an athlete, and I don't believe we got to see him really like shine as like what he could do. I'm I imagine he spent a lot more time training for like that last one where he fights off the Knights of Ren, and I I, I mean he did obviously do it, but I, I'm imagining that there there could have been a much longer sequence, but I also understand that you don't necessarily want to overshadow like your protagonist's journey. Um, yeah, I get that, but that's just so. Yeah, I just I think the the to sum it up again, the Sabers in the sequels is probably like I think it's a victim of of just corporate growth. Or like we know we need to have Sabers in this film, but there's something like I can't remember the name of the choreographer who did the prequels, but. I'm pretty sure he wasn't Nick present Giller. for the, Nick Gillard. Pretty sure he wasn't uh, present for the sequels, but uh, that would yeah. have been cool. And on another one too, because I know yeah. they got a lot of hate. My my argument would always have been like, if there was just more lightsaber comment, I think a lot more people would have just like been like, okay, whatever, you know, for all the things I'm sure you probably heard. Um, um, I think a lot more people would have let them slide. Yeah. I kind of think, like, you can, I can kind of see, like, where it was coming from, like, uh, Luke was the only Jedi, and, like, Mm -hmm. he was kind of restarting the Jedi from the ground up, like, so it's not like they're gonna, like, have a a lot of, like, saber masters and stuff teaching them, so I kind of saw, like, the sequels kind of just more as, like, um people fighting they're not going to be as fancy or refined as like the original or the prequel trilogy like because like even luke is kind of a step down from the prequel trilogy like he he only has like i think three days of training with yoda in uh, empire strikes back you know and uh right yeah Mm -hmm. so he's kind of just like 
uh, learning as he goes. And, like, with the prequel trilogy, it's like, uh, they're in Jedi school, you know, they're taught from a young age, they're gonna, they're gonna know how to, to fight and flip and do all the, do all that, you know. Yeah, all the cool so. stuff. Heck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, right, yeah. I think that's a pretty good, uh, that's a good rationale for that. Like, I hadn't thought yeah. about that before, but that, that definitely, I think, alleviates and hopefully alleviates a lot of the listeners who are diehard prequel Saber fans for, yeah. for the, the knocking yeah. of it. But we'll see, you know. Yeah. So we kind of, yeah. we have like our, we kind of have our Star Wars ladder, you know, or Star Wars tree, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of one of the branches, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of like KOTOR, SWOTOR, the Old Republic at all, but. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely heard of them. We definitely want to like touch on the SWOTOR trailers because you've done some really yeah, good uh, covers of them. Yeah. Or videos, yeah, those... fan films. Yeah. Uh, what makes yeah what makes them awesome in, in your mind so to me i'll just start out with this um, this is one of the things i thought about when you guys reached out to me i was like to me the old republic trailers are some of the most succinctly uh potent content that star wars has to offer and because they can tell entire stories in literally minutes like you can go through an entire story arc of a character. You can do it with so few lines. For example, uh, the sacrifice trailer. I mean, that thing, I mean, it's basically Cain and Abel. It's space Cain and Abel kind of, kind yeah. of, not really, mm-hmm. but like kind of. You got, you got twins, they're vying for each other, you know, and then uh, for their father's attention or whatever. And then basically one kills the other because he's jealous. It's like, oh, okay. I've seen this before, but the fact that it's, it's been reskinned so well. Like I forgot. Like that's and that's what I love is when you can tell a classic archetypal story and you can tell it with a reskin like Star Wars, which I just objectively think is cool. Sorry, you can't can't change me on that one. But when yeah. you do that, um, it, it's just so much more impactful because yeah. and, and and it speaks to another reason why Star Wars in general is so I think impactful to so many people because if you think about the archetypal symbols of you know the fallen hero and and also the fact that you're um if, if you watch it as yourself you really can put yourself in the different uh different roles you know, like everybody has had a fall of some point like anakin i mean obviously not galaxy ending like anakin skywalker to darth vader transformations but like mm-hmm. you know um everybody's had a fall uh and so when you when you watch a character like that, you know, fall, and with John Williams' score, which is like absolutely fantastic, by the way. Um, which I don't think he did the old Republic trailer stuff, but uh, even whoever did that was really great. Um, I could be wrong about that, but um, yeah, it's like when when you can tell a story that's so archetypal to. I mean, everybody's been jealous, likely, likely been jealous of a family member at some point in life. And then everyone has, has, has that kind of inkling and, and, you know, family strains and things like that. You know, uh, everybody goes home for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not everybody wants to use a lightsaber to end other people, but you know, when, when you can see that happen, it's just, it's much more impactful. Um, Yeah. And even, even something like, uh, and even if what I love about like say the the deceived trailer, um, you don't 
you don't have uh, like a lot of context necessarily, like when you're just seeing the trailer, especially when you haven't like seen a game or downloaded the game. You know, maybe maybe super fans do, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about the trailer is that it basically stands on its own. Like you don't need to know anything about any of these characters. You just kind of know, and like if you have a general understanding of Star Wars, like okay, red guys are the bad guys, and green and blues are the good guys. Like you can get a sense of what's going on. But again, it's it's you know it tells its story even through the music. Like uh, yeah, you know these Sith, you know acolytes are invading the uh, Jedi Temple. Like I mean, boom, there's your story, and uh, it's just it's just so well done. And uh, and I remember these are relatively old. If I'm not 2000 and uh, what like the earliest ones like 2011, I think. Oh okay, I was wrong. Uh, 2011 probably there was one so. But, you know, I just remember seeing it for the first time and thinking, my goodness, like, this is beautiful. Like, I still I still watch these things, like, because, like, if I want a story in four minutes, like, I'm really full fleshed out, like, I mean, with, again, Sacrifice, or even um, the one where you see, uh, shoot, Valen, and um, Valen's mom's name is... So, Senya has her daughter, Valen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and even in the relationship, what I love was like you had like the father-son twin thing going on and the conflict there and basically, you know, the father picks one of the sons. And then and then like I think it was like a couple of years later they come out with the Valen um Valen sort of dynamic. And I mean it's not exactly the same, but you're but you're getting to see the fall of the tragedy, the absolute tragedy of of somebody falling into their darkest self. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I wouldn't consider myself like a super Bible person, but like it's it's biblical in terms of like the fall of a human from their best self into like their most the darkest, like the where the sin I'll say sin like consumes them. Like you're getting to watch that. And in the case of Anakin, it was definitely like lust. I mean, he's literally guilty of all of it. lust, pride, like I don't know if arrogance is one, um, but well, like, I, I would pro- say like, it's arrogant. You're, you, mm-hmm. Well, you know, well, yeah, whatever. But uh, just you're seeing the fall of humans from their best, and you get to watch them plummet into darkness. And like, because everybody has had moments, everyone can relate, and that's what makes these so powerful. And then the fact that they can do it in a very short time span, and they can do it with some beautiful music. Yeah. I long, I did a long wind again, didn't I? Oh no, it, it's not a it's not a problem. Like uh, that's what podcasts yeah. are. We we listen, you know. So yeah, and, yeah, and I think it was it was very impactful just for the time they came out. Like I I said, I think these came out like 2010, 2011, somewhere somewhere yeah. in there. So we were you know five years removed from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, so you know it, we didn't think that we were getting any more Star Wars at that point. So when they came out, it was, you know, it was just yeah. epic to see Star Wars again. And, you know, for it to look like that and be so action-packed and to tell these great little narratives and these uh, little snippets, yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, they're, like, literally some of my favorite pieces of content of Star Wars. Like, absolutely. And I love them because you can share them with everybody, too. And everybody, like, everybody can, you know, watch for four minutes or whatever three minutes or however long it is and like mm-hmm. usually like you're you're you think okay another thing if you if, even if you're not into star wars you, you click it you watch it for three to five to ten seconds and there's the visuals are nice enough and the cinematography is nice enough that you're like you're hooked 
And then there's the story that carries you all the way to the end. You're like, holy crap, like I went through a whole story in that period. Anyway, so I could literally just say the same thing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no. mean, that that's kind of what Star Wars is. It's like, in a, it can be a very allegorical story, kind of yes, mystic, exactly. symbolic. Maybe I'm over selling it, taking it too seriously. But I think like... Uh, maybe because the characters are a little bit of archetypes, like a lot of people can like kind of insert themselves into the situations, you know? Um, Like it's kind of like good evil, you know? And um, uh, it's kind of more of a space opera and fantasy, you know? And kind of just like you have the the spectacle, you have the, the music, the drama and, if anything, like lightsabers, like add so much to the Star Wars experience, I would say. And oh, yeah. it, I don't really think. What are some other weapons that are iconic? You know, like I think, mm-hmm. like usually, like lightsabers are at the top of the list, and maybe we have like Ghostbuster oh, yeah. packs. You know, like, <laughs> sure. Pro- know, proton packs. Proton, proton packs. packs. Those are called. Like, I'm a noob when it comes to. I watched the first one and the in the new one. Maybe I didn't. I should have. And I saw the the one that came out a few years ago. The the old reboot. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I needed to see Ghostbusters too. Uh, and like I would have yeah. like learned all the terminology for Ghostbusters. But yeah, <laughs> lightsabers are are the most iconic uh, weapon I can really think of and. I might have some James Bond fans, you know, in the chat and be like, no, it's this pistol <laughs> that James Bond uses, you know, but that's what I think. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I, no, I agree. I think that the lightsaber is probably, you know, it's, it's probably the most iconic and, you know, if, it, if not, then it's, you know, definitely, oh. definitely up there. So. Yeah. Um, yep. so, so Ryan, uh, if there were to be a KOTOR, SWOTOR, Old Republic adaptation in whatever form it was, like whether a movie, TV show, or something, or even in the upcoming uh, remake, you know, like, what would you think the fighting style would look like? I would hope. I mean, obviously, yeah, I always hope, you know. I have pretty high standards, and I understand that, like, liability is a thing now, so it's what I think it would look like or what do I want it to look like? I forgot what you, what you want it to look like. What I want it to look like. I want a no wires, Jackie Chan jumping off walls. If necessary, like on occasion, not all the time, that could be really annoying, but like, um, don't be afraid of holding multiple blades, you know, uh, smooth choreographed, basically swore to our trailers, you know, um, style fighting you know uh I, i'm a huge fan of leaps and stuff like uh i there was a period where i i took some dance and like you know there's like leaps and stuff in there and that also mm-hmm. helped with coordination and yeah. like you know I, it just helps with body awareness too um so like i'm a big fan of those leaps so that like that one leap I'm trying to i don't even remember what it's called but like there's a leap that like senya does on the bridge in the rain, which I'm just thinking of this scene right now. The fact that I'm even thinking of it and it's like in my head, it's so clear. It's like, that's how good these things are. Um, 
he does this like leap off of somebody off of one of the guards and like it's like this her knee comes up and she does this like huge extended sort of back turn leap and then i can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called and then turns around and, and then i think she stabs the next guy or something like that um like i love these big like grandiose gestures before like a strike i think because i'm a huge fan of like movement and human movement and so to see something like that is just super cool and then there's that one where they're in was it bastila shan they're in the forest with the oh it's a tell shan i think it's like her descendant oh, it's a tell okay Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah that's the hope um yeah, and she's she's like going through the forest and like she does what in parkour we call a speed vault. And she does it over like a tree or over one of the droids and like stabs another droid with her with her lightsaber and it's like slow motion. And I'm like, it's, so it's kind of like 300-esque and I think this came out before 300. So I like to say that they took it from them, but um, I, yeah. And I, and I don't need, and when I say 300 stuff, like, I don't mean like how that one sequence that everyone knows from 300 where it's like every five seconds, something slows down, but just like a useful one once in a while, like slow down, you know, see the mm-hmm. full movement, see the picture and then continue. Um, it's like very antithetical to like the born ultimatum or like the born supremacy where you, you can't see like the fighting or just like the camera shakes a bunch. And, yeah. I mean, like, that's what's, why what's going I, on, you know? Yeah. That's why I prefer like Jackie Chan where you can see what he's doing rather than like a shaky yes. cam that you kind of see in the, yes. the Hunger Games. I don't know if that's just to uh, keep yeah, the rating lower, but uh, when yeah. like, you're, I'm kind of watching the Bourne movies, it's like it makes Matt Damon and his stunt team look good, but it's just it moves around so much that like... Uh, I think people might give them too much credit, you know? Right. hundred um, percent. You know, my attitude has always been like, if you're going to do the work to be good enough to do the movement, like, please let us see the movement, you know, instead of just hiding it, which if you can't, now that's, that's to be said, if you can't do the movement, you know, adding some shaky cam or zooming in close on like the action, or zooming in on a character's face or like, not super close, obviously, but like for the drama and how they take that impact, if you're not particularly good at delivering a blow or, um, you know, a good strike, then shaky cam totally makes sense, like totally justified, um, at least from a production standpoint. But um, from a viewer standpoint, I always prefer to see a wide angle because I would hope that, you know, if you're going to do a professional thing, that you'd have the skill to do it. And so you'd hire people that can do stuff. So I'd want to see what they could do. Yeah. That's how I prefer the fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think, uh, what would you want uh, an adaptation's fighting style to look like, uh, Brian? Um, so I, I think, yeah, on one hand, you have like these trailers that are, you know, kind of these big lightsaber epic duels. But I think like in a, a Knights of the Old Republic in, in a timeline, you have a bunch of Jedi, you have a bunch of Sith, they're going to be battling, like, you know, uh, medieval warriors. So I think it's going to be a lot just more close combat and, uh, you know, a little bit more truncated in, in movements. But yeah, I still have the nice big, uh, you know, kind of open battles, I guess, you know, from time to time. But yeah, I think just the fighting style itself would be, like I said, a lot more, um, I guess, like kind of uh, more truncated. I think just, just due to kind of the 
where the you know the dueling factions are uh in the galaxy at that time so that's kind of that's kind of how i see it i guess um and then you you'd still yeah definitely have your uh standout moments for sure but but as a whole i i think and uh that's kind of a big part of the knights of the old republic game i mean you get to there to the uh jedi temple on dantooine and you uh go through and do like your lightsaber training and stuff so yeah i think yeah. it would be uh pretty fun you know way to integrate uh kind of how they you know are doing lightsaber uh training and dueling and stuff like that you know yeah. way back way back in the uh totally. in the beginning times yeah and oh yeah yeah like i mean in visions we kind of saw some lightsaber forging and honestly like yeah. i think it'd be really cool like to see a live action like saber forge or someone make craft their saber you know and mm -hmm. it'd be a good marketing opportunity for you know galaxy's edge you know but um like i i kind of see like older public fighting style kind of being uh like you said brand like it's kind of like life or death for these people they're always like fighting against like old classmates it's kind of like the crusades you know and uh, mm -hmm. it's not just like count dooku fighting against anakin and obi-wan like it's not like a two-on-one fight two-on-two fight or one-on-one -on -one, you know like it's a battlefield versus a battlefield you know right. sometimes at points are like lots of jedi you know lots of sith uh so it's kind of a bit more like lord of the rings which um I kind of think like the most characters seen on screen with a lightsaber is the Patronki Arena. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm saying that okay. Uh, like the right. arena at the end of Attack of the Clones. So like it would be a very different style of cinematography and filming and, and fighting that I don't think we've really seen like in Star Wars as much. And I would be excited to see like some different ways to to tackle that but um i kind of see like the individual fighting style actually being a bit of a synthesis of the prequels like practice and technique like they have mm -hmm. to be the best of the best and they know what they're doing and like it's gonna look different i think even from the prequels and then i think like before there was fencing, there was kind of just like, you're wearing armor, you have a big sword, you hack the other person in the armor, like, <laughs> until they're right. dead. It's like you're opening a can, and it's like, who can open the can first <laughs> and live, right. you know? Yeah. And then, like, fencing was a bit more of the, like, uh, you kind of learn how to aim, you learn how to duel, and then you learn how to go to war, you know? Uh, so it's a little bit, like... Right more honor involved i guess in fencing i'm just trying to hype myself up you know but uh yeah yeah, yeah. there you go but yeah sequel no. like i think like so it'd be kind of like the i would like to see kind of a synthesis of the, of the prequel practice and technique in the sequels kind of like utility like so it's not going to be like fancy for fancy's sake but it's going to be like these people know what they're doing so well they're just really competent but mm -hmm. they're not doing anything extraneous right yeah exactly so. exactly yeah so 
Yeah, well, Ryan, it's been awesome having you on and talking about lightsaber, uh, you know, dueling and what you have going on over on the Instagram page. So thank you very much for coming on and joining us and talking with all of that, you know, talking through all of that with us tonight. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been an absolute honor. Yeah. yeah. To talk about it. First podcast and... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. First podcast. Uh, you did awesome. And thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell everyone, you know, listening at home where they can uh, find you and what you have going on with uh, Transcend Sabres online? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at Transcend Sabres. Transcend, uh, I believe it's, oh, shoot, is that bad? Underscore Sabres, I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, I, I can verify that because I have it up. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, so go ahead and visit that Instagram page. I've got tutorials if you guys want to start, um, just kind of moving sort of more athletically. Uh, and I have one tutorial I remember is about like more of an intention behind your movement. And so I'm, I'm experimenting or I have experimented and I'd like to do more with like conceptual tutorials. So, cause there's so many little things that I feel that you can improve swings so much if you just embody certain concepts as opposed to like you must move your left elbow 90 degrees to the left which you can do and, and it definitely absolutely has merit everybody starts somewhere but i'd like to, i'm working on experimenting with sort of teaching in a more of an intuitive sense so that it's more of a, a free flow intuitive understanding um so there's tutorials on there that i'm super stoked about you can check out the uh, short film Omen, which is Arkin versus Stexen. Um, that one's on there. And then also there's a, um, the deceived, it's like a, de- it's like a, it's like a deceived sort of in real life, sort of, um, you know, old Republic trailer. Those are like the big ones that I did that I can think of, but so those are like the highlights, but, um, there's something on there for everybody, especially uh, most of it is just is flows. So if you like watching, you know, nice flurries, you want to, you want somebody has an example of like flurries. I've got double saber staffs. I've got single blades. I've got double blades, whatever. Um, and I started playing around with cross guards, which is its own animal. Yeah. But um, feel free mm-hmm. to check it out. And um, another long-winded response for me. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't need no, to worry that... about that. Uh, not at all. Uh... That that is awesome. Yeah, no, definitely don't don't worry about that. Anyone listening out there, let us know what your favorite lightsaber duel is because we're interested to to get everyone's uh, feedback on that. Yeah, and again, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, you did great. Uh, this is your first podcast episode, and we it's just so cool to kind of get different perspectives, like especially with like kind of like basically a professional lightsaber duelist like uh we appreciate your your insight your expertise and talent so uh can't wait to see what you uh what you uh tackle in the future thanks very much guys yeah. um i've got one more thing i forgot to mention yeah sure uh there's a guy that i was working with who's and that you guys may want actually to interview as well um, his name is Mike Starwalker. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Ah, uh, yes, him? he's he's great. Yeah, have, have have you gotten him on the have you gotten him on the podcast? Not yet, uh, but you'll have to oh, hype us up. He's a great guy. To him, you know, so we'd love to talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll 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 send him over. I'll send you, you know, or one of them. I'll send your stuff over to him, and I'll I'll plug you very well. Oh, thanks. Um, 
but the other one to mention is uh, I think we won for choreography. It was me, him, and a couple others. We won first place in choreography last year in um, Saber Comp 2020. So oh, cool. I forgot to mention that. That probably would have been a, probably a good idea to mention that. So um, yeah, feel free to check cool. that out. Um, it's up there still. And Mike Starwalker just put out another two for Saber Comp 2021. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so it's a nice little segue into his stuff. So. Yeah, we'll we'll plug uh, both of you and uh, thank you again for coming on. And to everyone else listening, may the sword be with you. And you can find us on Instagram at Old Republic Podcast. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. And if you want to connect with us on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. On Patreon, the link is in our Instagram bio, or you can find it at www.patreon.com slash Old Republic Podcast. And the Old Republic Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscription, reviews, and shares help us out. Our intro theme was composed by Dennis S. Mowers at DennisMowersMusic.com. Our outro theme was composed by Alistair Sherman at AlistairSounds.Wixsite.com forward slash Alistair Sounds. And our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at ChristianWalkerMusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.